Good morning. So new science shows that you just need to insert blanks. I was reading a storybook yesterday. Polly and the Stupid Wolf. Great storybooks. Loads of mini stories. It's all about um, a wolf trying to eat Polly. And Polly is quite clever. Or the wolf's stupid. I let you decide that. But it's really interesting some of the quotes that come up. So one of the times he, the wolf tries to blow the house down like three little pigs. And Polly says, didn't you see, read the story of the three little pigs? And the wolf says, yes, I did. And it blew the house down. But she was like, yes, the one, but the one made a brick, which is like this one, it didn't work. You had to go down the chimney, but we didn't have a chimney. And he was like, oh, but I thought that, you know, science has come in a long way now. There's lots of new methods. And I've been reading this book all about breathing, um, all about improving your oxygen output very it, i can't remember it word for word but it was like all about sports science <laughs> like he'd been practicing his breath to get more oxygen in and out and he thought that the science might break through on this one and it reminded me of the health and fitness space how i did a video just the other day on why hormone quizzes are probably a waste of time and just give you gener generic advice, which we know they do. Then the next day, it was like new, new science shows how insulin resistant you are. And it was just a quiz. And what I would say right now is that there is no way of seeing how insulin resistant you are from a quiz. There's no way of even your DNA showing you that you can't eat X food or you can eat X food with much degree of accuracy at all. Even blood sugar measures, unless you've got type 1 diabetes, have been shown to pretty much be actually a waste of time and very expensive as well. And it's because science hasn't actually got that far yet. And if you ask a lot of research actually doing the research in the field, they'll show you the data I and mean, you can see the data. But actually, there's no difference between monitoring glucose levels and trying to personalize your diet from that compared to following what we already know that you can't blow a brick house down just like trying to personalize your diet based on a blood sugar response to a food isn't always the right thing to do and to give you a bit of perspective on this is that science takes a long time to to actually change it, it is always changing in, in, this, in the fact that people do more research, but one study is never enough. Like you have to look at the evidence together. And this is an important thing to consider whenever someone says, oh, this, this is a new thing, this is a new thing. When things are new, it actually probably indicates it also has less amount of research on. So I wanted to share that today to, get us more critical in thinking that this might be bad news for some. But actually, the boring old stuff does work. And if you're really stuck right now, I would try this. And you're going to hate this. If you've tried everything before and you've, you know, incre you've increased your step count, you started exercising, doing some resistance work, you're increasing your protein intake, and you're quite consistent with it, that is. If you're not, get some accountability. That's 100% what I do. If you've done all that and you're like, oh, really, just... I'm stuck with it. So exhausting. And it is exhausting. Like trying stuff and seeing what sticks. But 
the one way that I would suggest to really actually collect data and know exactly what works is this, which is number one, is to actually just track your calories for a few weeks, even if it's rough around the edges. This is if you've tried everything, by the way, because the old science just works. This is how you collect data. Then at the same time, you weigh yourself every morning after using the loo, before eating or drinking. Morning, Alison. Morning, Joanna. Weigh yourself every day before eating or drinking after using the loo. And within that data, when you're tracking your calories, if you can track your protein, even better. But if not, at least calories and weight. Then look over a two-week period. Look what your weight does on average. So don't respond to the little fluctuations in the weight, okay? Like up and down, that's just data points. Take the average over the week. So to take the average, you'd add them all up, divide it by seven. This is laborious. This is hard work, but it's gonna be hard anyway. And if you've tried everything, I'd suggest this is easier because once you get this data, you can actually make decisions on, is it this food? Is it this day? Is it, what's the problem here? What change can I make? Oh, and you get these aha moments and go, yeah, okay. And actually being consistent over the two weeks, you can then compare the weekly average data points. Okay, what's my weekly average calories? Okay, I thought I was eating 1300 calories. It's more like 17 when I consider my weekends because I go higher than I thought on the weekends. Can I might make my bad day, quote unquote, a little bit less bad and still enjoy myself? Probably. And that's where you get personalized nutrition. And that's why the wolf will never catch Polly. Anyway, I hope that helps. Any questions on that, let us know. Um, and that's something that we had a chat with someone yesterday in um, about that strategy, actually, which is, a like I said, laborious, hard work, but actually it's the true way to actually personalise your diet in the long term. Of course, I wouldn't suggest doing that forever, but you get data, you get knowledge, and that is power, the application of that knowledge. So have an awesome day. The sun is shining. I'm freezing, but the sun is shining and I'll see you.